0: Welcome to Electric City Collective Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Your hosts today are Grace, Matthew, and Emma. Welcome to Episode 2, Y-E-C-C. Matthew, what is the vision statement and why is it important to you in the ministry?
1: Yeah, yeah. So our vision statement is to revive hearts, rekindle spirits, and restore relationships for the glory of God. So like we mentioned in the first episode, That is kind of the heart behind everything that we mentioned in the first episode, is to see hearts revived, spirits rekindled, and relationships restored. First and foremost, the relationship that we have with God. We want to see, like I mentioned earlier, people enter into that friendship with God that they can have. Really, just for the kingdom. We want to see the kingdom expand to places it's never been before.
0: Why does ECC exist, and why is it important for youth and churches and people who haven't heard the gospel?
1: Why is that important? So why does ECC exist? That's a good question. So our mission statement is we exist to be a resource for the church that leads through teaching and worship for corporate events. And we exist to see the church awaken to the truth of a life following Jesus. And that's kind of ultimately why I think ECC exists is just because we want to see people enter into a life of following Jesus. And I think ECC is entering into situations, into churches that need help and that need some resource. But yeah, yeah, it's just it's just cool to see.
2: I think that, like, a big part of our mission is rooted in the fact that we are not the church. Yeah. Like, definitely. No way we are not. We literally. To our heart like value the local church and want to see it succeed and like it is genuinely like one of my biggest passions as a local church and so literally this ministry in and of itself was born out of a deep love and respect for the local church yeah. and wanting to see it thrive yeah. and so that is why like we've literally like built this ministry is to like partner with the local church in whatever it needs so even if it's just like they need to come run worship one night, or speak, or do whatever. Like, there are so many little things outside of our big events that we do just to genuinely partner with the local church. So yeah, that's a big, big part of our mission.
1: Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it, a lot of stuff we mentioned already seems kind of lofty, like these huge things, like big denials, big weekends, but the really fun stuff that we get into is just like random Wednesday nights on churches, with churches in Anderson. Mm -hmm. Just, like, random things that we do with churches that are local to where we're going to school at. And it's really awesome that we get to step into not only serving churches at kind of a more um, larger capacity, but also, like, just doing random Wednesday night things with, like, a random church in Bailton, South Carolina. So
0: Way to say that. Bailton.
1: Bailton. (laughs) But, yeah.
0: Can you break down why you named it Electric City Collective and your logo and your reason behind the lantern and the name?
1: Yeah, yes, I totally can do that. So every word kind of has a deeper meaning behind it. So electric being a powerful, passionate, innovative force backed by the Spirit of God. So ultimately, like we were saying in the first episode, we want to bring energy. We want to bring freshness, newness. Yeah, to places that don't have a lot of energy. Following Jesus is fun. We really believe that a relationship with Jesus can be literally the best thing that you could ever do with your life and also the most fun thing. Jesus can take you places that you never even dream of. But yeah, and then city being a gathering of people pursuing the things of God. So we want to be of a united front, like just a gathering of people who love Jesus. But yeah, and we want to lead from that place, not lead from a place of ministering out of like religion or anything like that. And then collective, um, a community of believers, unified. By their relationship with Jesus. I'm leveraging their talents to build the kingdom. So collective, this is my, my favorite one, but collective being us doing it together, us not being about just one person. So it's not the Matthew show. It's not Matthew's the headline teacher or Sylvia's the headline worship leader. It's no, it's Electric City Collective. We're doing it for the kingdom, not an individual. It's a, it's a group. It's a team. It's a community.
2: And even more fun, Anderson's called the Electric City. Yes, yes. From Anderson started, all of us are friends because of Anderson University, like all of that stuff. So we like to bring like the life change that we have seen in our lives because Mm -hmm. of Anderson and the community we have found in Anderson to other places. That's like another reason is about like the Electric City Collective because Anderson has been a lot to us in our lives.
1: Yes, yes, that is so good. Everybody always asks me, it's like, why Electric City? And I'm like, It's because Anderson's called the Electric City as well. I always forget to mention that. That's good, Emma. So the lantern, me and a graphic designer named Emily Miller sat down, and I just kind of explained our vision to her, our mission, what we wanted to accomplish. And those words that I just kind of explained, and this is kind of what she came up with, was the lantern. It just really symbolizes everything that we want to hop into, everything that we want to accomplish, and with our mission and our vision is just being backed by the Spirit of God.
0: Why did you choose to partner with Matthew and create UCC together?
2: Oh.
1: That's so sweet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Matthew might cry.
0: So I've thought a lot
2: about this since Matthew, like, asked me to do this. But literally, like, I would follow anything Matthew led, like, genuinely. He's been one of my biggest supports in friendship and is also just, like, one of the best leaders that I know. And so it's very, very easy to follow him. And honestly, like... When he told me about the ministry at first, I just joined it because I was like, Matthew's my friend and I'm going to support him in what he does. But then after we did like our first event and stuff, I just found like a real passion for what ECC is. And it's also just like a really cool way to like leverage my gifts for the glory of God that I don't always get to do. It's just like a really cool thing. Like I have so many stories from these events of like, ways that I've specifically like connected with girls and like how they've never seen a girl preach before. And then they like see me get up there and do my thing. They're really inspired by that. And just like stories of like the way the Lord has moved in these events and like grown me. It's a great ministry. And not that it is necessarily something that was lacking in our community, but it's different and it's cool. And again, like Matthew's the easiest person to follow.
1: That's really sweet, Emma. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Can you expand on why we have teams and team leaders and why you chose the people that you chose to lead those things?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great question. I am a big, big, big strategic like planner, strategic leader, um, and I really believe that we operate best in teams. God operates in a team. It's just cool to think about the aspect of me bringing an idea to our team and saying, hey, like, I think we should do this. I think we should run with this and them being able to think to think about it and run with it even farther to bring other ideas to come alongside it and just together us coming up with the best refined idea and putting that idea together. So, yeah, so we have the teaching team, we have the worship team, and we have the production team. Our teaching team, I just want to shout them out real quick if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Our teaching team consists of myself, Emma Rogers, who's with us on the podcast, Sylvia Swords, Leah Scherer, and Sean Sorban. So those are our teaching team. And then our worship team is... Sylvia Swords as well, Ben Smith, Leah Scherer. I forgot Addie on the teaching.
2: So don't forget oh, about gosh. Addie. Shout
1: out Addie. She'd go. Out Addie. Not bad. Add Addie to the teaching team. <laughs> and then Joey Carlisle as well for the worship. And then our production team consists of Grace Matthews, who's the director of this podcast. Shout out. And then Corey Adams as well. And then Sierra Mosher runs our social media. But yes, yeah, so I just want to shout them out real quick. They're kind of awesome. So our teams operate so that we can do things in the most efficient way possible because we as college students, have to make our time very efficient. So yeah, yeah. And I also just believe in these people so much. Like, they are talented. They really, like, have the anointing from God on their head to, to go out and minister to the kingdom, minister to his people. But yeah, I just believe in them, and I believe that we operate best as a team together.
2: Yeah, and even, like... What Matthew said in the first podcast about how this isn't the Matthew show, like, I think that's very indicative in the way that he's even set up ECC to be, like, team-led. Is that, like, he's literally, like, made us the head of events for us to run it. Because not, like, delegation is a big thing, especially mm-hmm. as a college student. But Definitely. that's how Jesus did his ministry, too. And so I think that even, like, shows his heart to be, like, this isn't about me. Like, this is, like, for the kingdom. And so even, like, stepping back and, like, letting us step up to lead, physical way, like, the structure of ECC work. Mm-hmm.
0: How do you take these three teams and make them into one community that is connected and wants to share their gifts with others and for the glory of God?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a hard question. I don't think I have a direct answer. The only thing is, like, we're unified by the Spirit of God, and we are serving one mission and one purpose. And I believe, like, when people do that, like, there's not much that can separate us. We had a retreat in May of this year, and it was cool just to see, like, Some people didn't even know each other at first. And then we leave the retreat and us all being friends, us all being on the same team. But yeah, and I think that's what the Spirit of God does. It brings unity and it brings purpose and mission, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, also like the most not spiritual answer, but it's true, is we're literally friends. Like we go to Matthew's house and we hang out and like I we we'll stop and talk and, like, have real conversations with every single person yeah. on ECC's team. And even, like, in different ways, like, we're connected. Joey and I are in, like, the same friend group with Matthew's house and my house. And we, like, have a group chat called The Homie Collab. Like, literally, <laughs> we're all just friends. And we're in such a special stage of our life where we literally yeah. just get to do ministry with our friends. Yeah. And it's not like we're just a friend group who decided to do this. Like, we all didn't know each other, but we're all united under the same... Cause with ECC, and that just breeds really great friendship. And even just like in random things, like Leah texted in our group chat today and was like, John's bringing the word with his testimony in class right now. And it was just like, we were all like, yay! And it was yeah. exciting. Yeah,
1: it's just really cool because ministry can be kind of isolating sometimes yeah. as leaders who are trying to serve God. And it's really cool to have a group of people who have your back and have people who are also ministering to other people who have your back in ministry who are leading in that way as well. It's really just an awesome thing to have.
2: Yeah.
0: What are some testimonies that you've had or that like situations that you've come across while doing an event and how has that impacted your life and their life and like for the kingdom?
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely have one that kind of blows my mind. So our first event like we talked about in the first podcast, random guy who I went to high school with just like kind of got invited like on a whim. He showed up and had actually just got out of rehab, which was kind of crazy. Was not involved in church at all. And he came to that event. And literally, like, like it was like a flip, a switch was flipped. He understood that Jesus loved him where he was at, that Jesus wanted a friendship with him. He's been involved with that church, Second Baptist Lancaster, since we left, which is really cool. And I think that's really another goal of ECC is to get them plugged in with a church and to help them get connected with the people there. So, yeah, that's just really, it's really personal to me, too, because I knew him growing up. And it was, it was just cool to see like, this idea that I had in my head, like, actually, like, God changed somebody's life through that idea that happened, and that, that came about of it, but yeah.
2: So one of my favorite stories is just really funny how the Lord works. Like, I literally just genuinely really think the Lord has a good sense of humor. Our first event, obviously, I spoke at Second Baptist Lancaster, and then they are very consistent look-up goers, and that's where we all work. So this summer, they were actually on my team, the Aloha team. I had the high schoolers. Also, shout out to them. I love them all so much. Some of my, like Matthew asked me before this who were my favorite campers, and that, and a lot of them were some of, some of my favorite campers this summer. But the really cool thing with that was like my teaching in like our discussion groups for lookup was very much based on the three circles because we share the gospel narrative, and that is the gospel narrative. So with that, like they a lot of them had been at that event that I spoke at, and like shared at that. And like had remembered what I had said and it was just really cool to get to see them and talk to them and like see them recognize what I had been talking about and it was like you know repetition is the mother of all learning and like knowledge and so seeing them grasp this truth again for the second time was just really impactful I And mean, it kind of like because they had already known me and like had heard me teach and stuff before it already had like built up this credibility in their hearts towards me so it like I honestly believe, like, it caused them to trust me more, and that was one of my best weeks of camp, but it was my hardest week of camp, like, without a doubt, my hardest situations I dealt with, a lot of hurt and heartbreak in those students, and they all told me about it, which is great, but it was really hard, but it was, like, even cool just to see, like, I had this connection with them because of this event that we did, and it carried on into camp. So that was cool. And then I have another story of one of our just Wednesday night events. Like we were talking about a minute ago, like we don't just always do huge events. Like we just go and partner with local churches. We went to a church in Belton and and I preached. And this was one of those moments where like I had a girl come up to me afterwards and be like, I've never heard a woman speak before. Like this is so impactful. Your story is so awesome. And she just like started talking to me. She was like 15. It was just crazy because she was so on fire for the Lord, had just gotten saved and just was like telling me all of this stuff. And she just felt, I think, so spurred on in the faith because of what I was doing. Just like a really cool way to see how the Lord was uniting us over our stories and even using me like as an older woman to like encourage her in her faith that like it is possible even when you didn't grow up in church and even when you struggle to like follow Jesus and love him and there's practical things that you can do to do that.
1: Yeah, sometimes I think we can literally just like show up to a church, literally just be like, okay, we love Jesus and then leave and, like, have the same impact, you know? Like, sometimes just saying, like, oh, I'm a young person who's following Jesus is just enough. And it's really cool to see, like, young people who are younger than me who are kind of on the same path that we were. Follow Jesus simply because we're saying, hey, I love Jesus, like, you should too.
0: Ministry is definitely a hard thing, and I know it can be very tiring and make you feel very defeated as someone who is doing ministry and not even it being my major, so I can't even imagine it being my major. So how has your passion for Jesus and the kingdom and to build disciples, how has that carried you through your tired?
1: Oh gosh, that's such a good question. Yeah, yeah. every time I feel defeated or like my ministry isn't effective or like, yeah, stuff like that, like I'm reminded that I'm serving something that's bigger than myself. And whether I'm feeling like I'm beneficial, whether I'm feeling like I'm of value, like I'm of value, like I'm being used for the kingdom of God, which is really encouraging. And I just think of the ways that God has not only been faithful to me but it's been faithful to the people that had the pleasure of discipling, which is really cool. And I just think of those testimonies, like the testimony I mentioned earlier of that guy who I went to high school with, like people I've been able to disciple through community groups and through stuff like that coming through. And I'm just reminded of the things God has done in the past. And that spurs me on to keep going, to step into more things, to step into things that God has called me to because he's been faithful. He'll continue to be faithful. You know, continue to provide energy and provide passion and provide things like that. But, yeah, that's just kind of what I try to remind myself of.
2: Yeah, one piece of advice I was always given when I first, like, told people I wanted to go into ministry in my senior year of high school was when ministry gets hard, because it does, you go back to your why and you remember that. And so going back to my why, like, why am I doing this? Because literally I cannot tell you how many times I would go. And just cry after meeting with somebody or like talking with somebody because I felt so burdened for them or just so defeated because there was nothing I could say that would help. And there's nothing I could do that would like make this better for them would be like I would remember my call and remember that like Jesus has specifically gifted me to connect with people and to love them well and to make them feel seen and to like remember that and also like remember <laughs> like the biggest thing I think that helps with burnout is remembering that you really can't do anything. Like yeah. it's all on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so like going to battle for people, for those you're ministering, is like a huge thing, praying for them. I cannot tell you how many times, especially I like look up at camp, that I would stay up at night and like pray for my campers because the stuff they were dealing with was so heavy and I couldn't say anything or do anything to make it better but Jesus could the Holy Spirit could the Holy Spirit can change their hearts I can't I think that's a huge thing to remember when ministry gets tough and even just like another like monumental thing for me is letting other people in on that so like last year when I would leave community groups and come back home and be like, man, my girls hate me. They don't talk. This is hard. Shout out to my girls if you're listening. But um,
1: when they in fact like probably don't hate you. No, they don't
2: hate me at all. They love me, and I love them. I would talk to my roommates, or I would text Matthew, and I would just like tell them like, hey, like this is hard right now. Mm-hmm. Like this is so hard. Like I I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I don't feel like I'm making any impact. This is like the struggle is real. They would encourage me. Not only that, like, obviously people don't hate me and stuff like that, but also just encourage me in my ministry and, like, remind me that, like, hey, Jesus didn't always feel like his ministry was the most accomplishing either. Like, he was rejected, put on a cross. So, like, even in that way, like, reminding me that, like, hey, like, the man who, like, had obviously the best ministry on the planet was rejected at the end of his life and literally, like, put on a cross to die. There's just, like, a few ways to battle burnout or, like, battle those feelings, but also sometimes you just have to deal with them because it happens because ministry is hard. So, yeah. yeah.
1: That's good. I think another thing is like, like you were saying, bringing it up in front of people mm-hmm. and like really like going to battle with burnout in community because the, the one thing that the enemy wants to do to us in ministry is make us feel lonely yeah, and make us definitely. feel isolated, which is like the statistics of pastors that are leaving ministry because of like loneliness is huge and massive. And But yeah, and I think that is really unique about ECC is because we're serving together and we're doing it together so that when one of us is down and, like, when one of us, like, literally, like, can't go on, like, somebody's going to pull us, and we're going to be able to do it together. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's an awesome thing.
0: I appreciate your time and coming to join us again for episode two. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. Yeah, I loved that. Thank you so much for listening to the ECC podcast. We hope you were encouraged to know that Jesus is your friend. Feel free to check out our Instagram at ecc.ministry and our Facebook page, at Electric City Collective, for more information or to contact us about scheduling your event.